TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. Hey everybody, Steve Gennaro here for TFC Talk. It's the start of another great week for Toronto FC coming off a 2-0 win over DC United. Not a lot to unpack here. The game is pretty straightforward. TFC dominant for most of the game. Took a while to maybe uh, find their way through a stingent and tightly packed DC, but over the 90 minutes, TC... TFC prevailed, as they should, being at the top of the standings and DC United being at the bottom of the standings. Of course, DC United now has gone almost 45 days, calendar days, without scoring a goal in the run of play uh, in MLS action. So you can see the difference where Toronto FC, uh, once they broke through and got that first goal, although it came later in the match than they would have wanted. It was in the second half before Josie Altador finally connects to score the goal, coming from a beautiful pass from Seba after a nice play by Michael Bradley to start the whole thing. So the big three connecting, then it kind of just, you know, the game really turned and Jordan Hamilton comes on a little later in the game and gets another to put them up. Two goals, two nothing. Fans go home happy and win themselves another slice of pizza as per the pizza pizza uh, promo here in Toronto where if the home team wins and they score two goals or more, it's free pizza for everybody in the stadium to show your ticket stub the next day at any pizza pizza anywhere in the province to uh, validate and get that out so that's pretty great for the toronto fc fans uh so what you'll hear now in today's show is you'll hear head coach greg venny captain michael bradley and keeper alex bono all of them post-match uh, discussing the game the two nothing win then towards the end of the show which you get something a little something special now we're into the finals of the canada cup and we have two teams remaining toronto fc and montreal impact and so I wanted to preview a little bit about that for you and get some insider scoop for you about what's going on with the Montreal Impact themselves. So I went out and I got Nick Sabetti to come on and chat with us. Nick, of course, uh, you know, he's he hosts the Montreal Impact Weekly Show on TSN Radio in Montreal, and he's seen his work pretty much everywhere around North America, if you're familiar with the Montreal Impact. So Nick and I talked for a few minutes about the run of form of Montreal of late, who really has improved uh, after a bit of a rough start. And of course, the rivalry between Toronto C and Montreal Impact, as it's a two-leg, a two-legged event, and if Toronto C wins and they rep- they win the cup for the second straight year and they'll represent uh, you know Canadian soccer in the CONCACAF Champions League next year. If Toronto FC loses across the two legs, then Montreal Impact, who will be this year's winner, will play off in a one-game uh, final against Toronto FC later on this summer at BMO Field. Um, part of the sort of mix-up that happened or the rescheduling or the rejiggling of uh, CONCACAF Champions League where last year's winner, Toronto FC, were not uh, placed in this year's uh, tournament. So, We'll talk more about it as we get down the road, but first, here's uh, head coach Greg Venny, followed by Michael Bradley, the captain, followed by Alex Bono, and then a little bit of time with Nick and I going over uh, the Canada Cup. And, and, you know, listen, make sure you check out all the great stuff that XTSC is doing. Thanks to them for sponsoring the show and keeping this show running week in and week out. And I'm Steve Gennaro. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore S Gennaro. And, uh, you know, thanks to Serena and Dario, who do all the TFC2 work and a lot of work for All in Sports Talk to keep TFC Talk running. And, of course, we have our new photographer, Alex, who will be, uh, you know, up- upping our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook presence in the coming weeks as well. So we continue to grow here at TFC Talk, and that's mostly because of you. So thanks for sharing and for you know letting people know about us and for downloading. And you can you know check us out on All in Sports Talk, check us out on World Football Index, check us out on Waking the Red. Uh, but you know whatever you do, just keep enjoying. And any suggestions, send them our way. You know we love TFC, and we just try to bring you the insider access that fans themselves uh, wish that they could have. And so we just try and provide that for you. Until next time, up the Reds. Big three back on the field together for the first time. I think about the half, and they combine that first goal. What, what did you see from uh, that play in particular? Uh, good. Uh, I mean, I thought uh, first half was um, a little tight. We, you know, they did a good job of getting numbers behind the ball, clogging things up, uh, and we got, I think, a little impatient as the game sort of the half wore on, and, and we're trying to force some things here or there, which led to some transitions. 
but the guys are, you know, it's good. It's good to have them back out there. The quality obviously shows. Um, just getting sharp together again, I think, is is a bit of the first half a little bit. Just getting connected and, and uh, getting used to each other again. I mean, it's been a while that they've been on the field together. It's been a week and change since the group has played a game. So, uh, so I think that was a little bit of it. You know, credit to DC. They were very difficult to break down. They are they're organized and, and they're um, they're a good group. So. Uh, but we got a little impatient. We made some adjustments in the second half in terms of how we wanted to try to um, to attack them, and I think that opened up a lot of things for us. And so uh, we were able to get a couple goals. Obviously, one through a set piece, one through the run, and, and um, you know, get the game settled in. Status on Josie? Is he okay? He, he sat down on the field there for a while. Yeah, I mean he's a little sore, um, but. We'll, we'll see how he turns around. And he, he was obviously okay enough to continue going. Uh, it's at one point it just it didn't make sense for us to keep him out there anymore, and, and we took him out. But he, he feels okay. He's a little bit sore, but he'll be, he'll be all right. What what happened uh, with him, Greg? He seemed to come down on Grumbaum's foot. Is yeah, that? I think that's what it was, and I I think uh, I didn't actually see the incident. I just kind of know the play, and so it looked like the I don't know if the two of them went up or if Josie just went up and Birnbaum didn't, and he landed back down on seemed on his foot and, and just rolled it a little bit. It uh, doesn't feel like it's anything bad. It's just uh, enough to be a little bit annoying right now. So he did not seem happy. He was not happy. I don't know if he, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. He wasn't happy and he, he tried to to make his peace with it. Greg, you uh, saw the good and the uh, bad of Jamaica tonight, the first half with the uh, reaction to the referee and then second half with the ball he plays into Altidore for the goal. Do you guys try and rein him in at all? Is that, is that have you tried that at all, or do you not care as long as he's pretty, uh, you know, keeps doing what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't know how you rein him in, right? It's the, it's the passion of a player who you take the passion away from some players like that, and and you strip them of, you know, a lot of their competitive desire and what they're about. And so, uh, sometimes we just have to remind him, um, you know, to stay locked in on what's what's obviously important. Um, but it's tough when you're a guy out there and you feel like. Uh, you're getting beat up from time to time, and you're trying to earn your space around the field and uh, in the best way you can, and, and you get calls either way. So, you know, while we you know, try to maintain keeping his focus on the, the performance and the game and the winning, uh, every player has their moments where they get they get beyond frustrated when they when something happens and uh, they lose it a little bit. So it, it comes with comes with the territory, and the passion is something that we like, preferably without yellow cards, but we, we like the passion with within our. Greg, at the start of the season, you said you want to make people feel the fortress. I mean, now you're on a run at home, you're undefeated. Do you feel like you've accomplished that? <clears throat> you there? Uh, yes. Um, I always hesitate to say that because we have lots of games in front of us. But, but yes, I think we, we take a lot of pride in our performances and our results here at home. I think we always did before, but I think we're starting to get a little bit of a, a swagger at home. Uh, the, the, Obviously, the crowd was amazing, uh, which I think gives the guys just that added boost and, and makes it exciting to come into the stadium and, and to play. Um, <clears throat> if we would have scored early, I think it would have been really interesting, but we were, we were a little stalemate early on. But, um, but yeah, the guys are, <clears throat> they find it uh, very important to get results here. And it's, you know, one of the stated goals is, is to do that. And, you know, so far, so good. And we have to maintain our concentration and, and, uh, our attention to details when we're home and keep pushing the tempo of games on teams and you know sometimes it takes a little while sometimes it doesn't happen right at the beginning of the game and we have to stay patient and stick with our objectives and 
uh, like tonight we did that and eventually the game was able to turn our way. Very solid games from both Marky and Michael. How do they complement each other, do you think? Uh, I think they have. They both have a great capacity, first and foremost, to, to kind of cover ground. And um, they're very much aware of their surroundings and aware of each other. So if Mikey, Marky sees Michael having to step out of a, in, a, in an action to go close the ball, then Marky will be right there to cover back underneath him. They both understand that in the grand scheme of things, Victor has a little bit more of the leeway to, to create in the attacking side, and the two of them need to, uh, to make sure that a lot of other things are balanced. Not to say that, that Victor uh, shrugs off his responsibilities, but Marky's there to recognize if Michael has to step out, then I've got to be able to help protect certain things. And so one, their capacity to cover ground, their awareness of where each other are at. And then two, I think, you know, Marky's just, he plays simple, he plays uh, efficient, he never tries to do too much. Uh, his willingness in the second half to run, to break lines with his runs, the forward runs out in front of Beta, I thought just opened up the game completely for us. Um, so. I think the two of them do a nice job of just being aware of each other and keeping the game simple for you know for everybody else. Greg, it was a beautiful finish by Hamilton. We've seen nice touches from him before, but you see him more than us. Is that the kind of goal you see from him? Yeah, Jordan, he, he has a knack for, uh, especially on this field here, for, for getting goals. And uh, he'll always run hard in front of the box. He's, he's an incredible athlete, so, you know, the ball's up in a good area. He goes up and gets it, um, but he's got a good nose for the goal. And so, uh, you know, with opportunity, he gets he gets his chances and he gets more opportunity. So uh, it's continuing to to continue to push him and continue to work on just his contribution over longer stretches of the game. And and he's going to be a guy who can score a lot of goals in this league, I think. But it's continuing to to grow and develop and learn from the two guys in front of him and keep doing the things that that make him a good forward uh, and keep building in his game. But he, he's got this, he's got a, a special knack for being in the right place when, when it's goal scoring moments. Greg, you've said in the past that uh, you expected there was more potential in the partnership between uh, Altidore and Jorvinko. Can you speak a little bit about how they linked up tonight? Yeah, I think, you know, this whole season when we've had them together, they've been a little bit closer together, more aware of each other when sometimes when entry passes are coming, uh, coming in. Part of that is the system. In the past, when we played in the diamond, they had one attacking midfielder who sometimes split the two of them, and then the two of them would end up far apart from each other. One of the reasons we went away from doing that is so that the two of them could be closer together, and we have supporting players sort of on the outside shoulder so that they could combine in between those two players being Marky and, and Victor. So now that they're closer together, they can actually you know utilize one another to either uh, if Josie stays high, he can create space for Seba, but then also the two of them are a little bit closer together so they can link off of each other. And uh, Tonight was one of those nights where I thought we had a few of those moments that, that um, things could really um, combine in some of those tight spaces, but um, the secondary part was in the transition and Seba picks him out for the goal. I think they both make very good runs ahead of the ball and they're both very capable technically to find each other. And so. Uh, they trust each other in that way, and so they, they make hard runs. But you know, our goal this year was to get the two of them, one of our goals this year was to get the two of them linking up more often than they were in, in previous years. And Michael's yellow card means he won't be available next Friday. Does that mean he'll be playing on Wednesday in Montreal? It's likely. <laughs> um, Edwards played on the right side today when he came in. Uh, we've seen Justin play on the right side many times before. Why the decision to not, not flip Justin over and, and Raheem instead? Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit of flipping Justin's making two changes. Raheem's played on the right for us a little bit this year. 
he played on the right last week with the, the national team game. It's, he's not, he's comfortable on the right, he's comfortable on the left. Um, I didn't want to make two different adjustments in the course of it, so just sliding Raheem into that position was, was fine. We brought Oso then to bring another fresh player sort of on that side with Raheem to be able to help him both defensively and in, in you know, moments uh, of possession for us. Um, but he's, he's capable of playing both sides, which is useful. Beta was just cramping up a little bit, and it was, uh, we were, it was necessary for us to just get some fresh legs into that position. Here's Michael's uh, 100th game tonight. What is it about him as a player that he just has the ability to rise to the occasion? being a big game player, what do you see from him that, that maybe we don't? I'm not sure if I see anything that, that you don't. I mean, other than at training every day, Michael plays just as hard as he does as if it's game day. Uh, and his capacity to uh, to work and to duplicate work time and time again, and, and whether it's long rest, short rest, he just, he, he's, he's just got an engine that, like really nobody else that I've been around in his capacity to do work is, is great in terms of leading it, leading by example for our group. Uh, and I think he's grown and, and uh, continues to just help lead us in terms of communication, moving people around, problem solving on the game, talking to guys. Uh, and so it becomes a, an incredible uh, force in that position for us because he's, he doesn't just do his job, but he helps to move other pieces around and, and helps keep the team sort of linked together, if you will, because that's, that's his role. And so I don't know if I see anything that you guys don't other than just the guy can can work uh, like nobody's business, and he can do it day after day after day. Craig, it was the first Saturday night game we got with high number one. What did you make of the atmosphere this evening? It was amazing. Uh, it truly, I always, we always know ahead of time kind of what the gate is supposed to be like, and we heard that tonight was going to be sold out. We knew when, because the game was pushed back to eight that that would give people a chance to really arrive. Uh, so on these nights. For me personally, I always look forward to coming out and the national anthem. I think that to me is like the start of the whole event. And when the crowd is singing the national anthem, and, and I don't know how, if I was a player, coach, how you can't get just this churning in your stomach that you just want to go out and lay it all out there. And for me, uh, it's exciting. It's it's one of the unique and great things about being here in Toronto and, and playing in the stadium. And um, you know, every time we have that a home game, essentially now, it's it's you get that feeling, and I think that's part of what makes this place the fortress that um, you know that we love to play in. Thanks, guys. Thanks, coach. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. undefeated at home. How important is this home record for the team? Yeah, it's uh, it's another big win tonight. Obviously, this is a. We've had a little bit of a break, and this is the beginning of an important stretch. And so to start to start things off with a, with a good win at home tonight in front of a great crowd um, was was really important. So we feel we feel good about it, um, and we've got to keep going. You know, the we say it after every game, but there there's still still room for us to improve. Still. Uh, there's still more out there for us, but we feel uh, we feel good about the the way things are going. You've been playing very well internationally and for Toronto FC. How are you feeling physically? You must feel a little drained. Yeah, I feel great. I feel great. Um, there's nothing better than playing. Uh, I love to. I genuinely love waking up every morning and, and coming to train, coming to coming to play, um, spending time with the with the guys. Um, I. I 
I don't take a second for granted. And so when that's when that's your mentality and that's your starting point, then it's uh, you you enjoy every second. So the games are coming thick and fast, and that's uh, exactly why I like it. Michael, it's a beautiful goal by Jordan Hamilton tonight coming off the bench. Uh, what did you think of uh, that kind of finish, and do you see that from him in uh, in practice? Yeah, I mean, Jordan Jordan has big talent. Um, he's a he's a young player, but he's he's a player who who little by little is is getting big experience under his belt. <clears throat> when you when you look back in the last the last few years at his goals per minute ratio I, I don't know I don't know exact I don't know it exactly but my guess is it's pretty impressive and his his knack in terms of getting on the end of plays and, and scoring goals is is really good and and we continue to to challenge him every day to to improve his his total package so that he's a He's a more complete forward. He's a guy who the team can count on in in, in the toughest of moments. He he's uh, he's an unbelievable kid. He's, uh, he, he has pers- he has a personality. He's funny. He he has a, a huge heart, and and every guy on the inside of this. On the inside of the this locker room, cares for him in a big way, and we all see the <coughs> the talent he has. And now it's up to it's up to him, but it's also up to us to continue to to push it along uh, in the right ways. But he he's a guy who um, is is continuing to improve and improve, and he's got some. The reality of being uh, a forward on on our team is is not always easy. We've got to. For, for in my in my opinion, we have the two best forwards in the league on on our team. And then when you start talking about Toss, Jordan Hamilton, uh, Ben Spencer has done well. Um, these are guys who would who in, in a lot of cases would be playing uh, would be playing big minutes on other teams. But we we have to continue to to push them all along because they have uh, they have big parts to play. It's been since May 3rd, I believe it was, before you, uh, Josie, and Seba had played uh, in, the, in the starting game. <coughs> How nice was it to, to get that combination going? You guys linked up on that first goal. Yeah, very, very good to get our, our, our a version of our best group back on the field together. Um, I think we've done a great job this year of uh, understanding that on different days with, with, with guys missing, we, we still have to find ways to win, and we've done that. But there's no doubt that to consistently get our, our, you know, as close as possible to our best group on the field is is important. And, and uh, I thought tonight the performance was good, and um, it's a big three points. It, it was a competitive game tonight. Obviously, DC United was pretty resolute. But was there some frustration with the yellow cards? Was it a, a question of were they being chippy, or did you not know what the referee was calling? Get a sense of it. How would you describe it? Uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, look, you, we know what they're about. Um, we know that a team, a team like DC United, is going to come in here and look to slow things down, look to to make sure that the, you know, 
they keep plays in front of them. Um, if they have to use fouls in the right way, they're going to do that. Um, and we have respect for that. You know, the, every you've heard me say before, every every team has the right to go about competing and playing whatever way they wish, and uh, it's it, it's ultimately. The truth comes out on the field at the end of 90 minutes in terms of whose way on that day was better, who 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 got the better of the other, and so again, it, they're a competitive group. They they know that to to give themselves the best chance to win, they have to play hard. They have to try to keep things tight. I think we in in the right moments understand that we've got a we've got to match that, and 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 uh, in, in some cases, uh, you know give even more than we take and I think that over the course of the year we've uh, we found the right balance in all this stuff. When you look on paper the first versus bottom of the east it can uh, you know looks looks like a big mismatch but these games may be a little bit tougher to play because you know they're going to be packing it in and, and looking to, to kill out the game as, as early as you know 15-10 minutes in the game. Um, <clears throat> it's a different challenge for sure um, but but uh, becoming uh, this idea of becoming a, a, a good team of becoming a complete team it's uh, that's what it's all about finding ways to win on different days being able to win with with good football being able to win on on days um, with our um, with, with our good defending um, by being good tactically, by by in some on some days uh, pressing at a in a really aggressive way, I think we've we've shown that we can we can win in a lot of different ways, and and that's important over the course of a long season. Um, I think teams that have teams that don't have much variety, uh, teams that that um, lack that balance, then it, it's it's easy to go through spells when. Um, you know what you're trying to do isn't isn't working, and, and ultimately you your 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 margin becomes very very small. And so we continue to challenge ourselves to be to be a good team, to be a complete team, to be a team that finds ways to win on 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 different types of days. Given the, uh, the fixture pileup that's been coming up, there was a chance that you weren't going to be able to play midweek. Now with the yellow card, it looks like you may be available on Wednesday. Um, how do you sort of approach this first chance and picking up one of the trophies you guys have on your checklist? Huge, huge priority for us. Um, obviously, it's Greg's the coach. He he chooses the team. Um, but yellow card or not, I wanted to play on Wednesday. And and again, at the end of the day, it's up to him. But I was. I want to play. I want to play every game. I want to, you know, uh, compete to win every trophy. Uh, and, and so tonight's a great win. Tonight's three big points, and <clears throat> we're going to shift our focus now to Wednesday because we've got a we've got a first leg in Montreal against our our big rival um, with a trophy on the line, and it's a it's a trophy that means. Trophy that means a lot to our fans. Even if there wasn't a trophy on the line, two games, uh, a home and away with Montreal is. Everybody knows around here what that means. Um, Champions League is hanging in the balance. 
so it's uh, there's a lot there, and and we <coughs> we've we've said from the beginning that we uh, we're we're not <coughs> we're not mailing in games around here. We're 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 stepping on the field every single every single time, um, looking to looking to win whatever whatever competition that is. And and obviously, given the quick turnaround, we're gonna have to have some different some different guys ready to go, and and we will. I think it was the ninth win of the season tonight, and uh, that surpasses a bunch of totals from the past six years. Is this team sort of conscious of, of how good they are? Um. <coughs> It goes both ways. We're we're confident. We feel we feel really good about the group that we have. Um, I think that that confidence continues to grow and grow. Um, but we're also very very cognizant of the fact that if we drop our guard one percent, then. We can lose to anybody, and and our our margin in this whole thing becomes very very small, and and so I think, I think we find, we find the right balance, and, and the the challenges as the season goes on to 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 not lose that, because again, we, we feel like we, we feel like we have a, a, a really good team. We feel like um, there's nobody better than us, but. Those are just words, and we've got to we've got to be ready to back that up and and prove that every single time we step on the field. Because the reality is, for a lot of different reasons, teams play against us, and and we get the we get their best. And so, if for this reason or that reason we our, our level comes down a little bit, then um, then things aren't so easy, and we understand that. All right, guys. Have a good night. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Scarborough, North York, Downtown Toronto, Indoor and Outdoor Turf Soccer, Co-ed Volleyball and Ball Hockey Leagues too. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. Uh, we knew that they're a team that had been struggling, but they got the talent to, to punish us if we give them the opportunity. And uh, today, I thought we really did a really, we did a really good job of, of keeping their big players in check and, and really limiting their chances. You guys had almost two weeks off. Is it tough coming back into a game situation with that much time off? No, we had a really good week of training this week. Uh, we played our 11 v 11 uh, in training. We were really ready coming into the game, and uh, we felt confident. It seems like a while ago now, but that, that loss in New England, how important was it to, to put that one aside and Huge. get back to winning ways here? Huge. We have a, we have a tough stretch coming up again, uh, and we're trying to replicate what we did in the last stretch and uh, come out and put together stronger wins. We have a really important tie with Montreal coming up, and obviously that's a priority for, priority for us is winning the Canadian Cup. So, uh, you know, we're coming out firing every game. Uh, we're, we'll be ready for it. You seemed a little bit uh, more apt to get up off your line. You seemed sharp and alert today. What was that about, just a newness to get up? Yeah, I... Uh, to me, that's a that's a strength of my game. I, I love to come out for crosses. I love to to come out and challenge for the ball. Uh, and today was a good opportunity. They had a lot of crosses coming through, uh, a lot of through balls. So, uh, 
you know, for, for a keeper, those balls that are just kind of hanging up there, are, uh, you're licking your lips, your eyes are wide, and you just kind of go up and get it. And, uh, so the first, or perhaps the second trophy of the season is, is going to be on the line in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. What's sort of the mood in the group as you guys are Yeah, it's, it's a huge priority for us. Uh, we set it as one of our goals uh, coming into the season. So um, we're coming out strong on Wednesday and next week as well. Uh, and that's a huge priority for our team. Heard rumors that you could punch a ball <laughs> on, across the halfway line. Is, is, will we see some video of that at some point soon? Uh, maybe, maybe. We did a we did a closed session, uh, Raheem and I, the other day, and uh, not going to give any 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 you know not going to give it away, but uh, it went well. All right. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. All In Sports Talk, twenty four seven Sports Talk Radio. So with me on the line now is Nick Sabetti. Uh, like I said, he's the co-host of Impact this week on TSN 690 in Montreal. But you can also find him basically all around the internet uh, talking about Montreal Impact. Nick, thanks for taking a few minutes to talk with me. Appreciate it. Hey, pleasure being on. So let's let's start first with the form of the Impact, sort of where they are right now. Season started off a little bit rough, find themselves lower in the standings than they would like to be. But we've seen a change of uh, pace over the last two weeks, uh, a couple draws and a win uh, their last game at, at home. Uh, have, have Montreal Impact turned the corner? Yeah, I mean, it's been a slow start to the season, but I think ever since uh, Blurms and Miley arrived to the side from Bologna and Syria, I think he's been a huge boost for them and... Uh, and with him in the lineup in these last four games now, uh, between the MLS and the Canadian Championship, they've been undefeated, so they haven't lost the game. So uh, they've looked a lot better. Uh, I still think they're a little bit of work in progress. I don't think we've really seen the best of them yet. Uh, but still, uh, I think with and Miley and him combining with Piatti especially and the defense solidifying a little bit, I think um, the impact right now are, are a much stronger side than than we saw from them in those opening, you know, eight nine games or so. I spoke to Michael Bradley on the weekend, and Michael Bradley said, "No two ways about it. Toronto FC want to win this cup. For them, it's very important." He said, "It's important to the fans, so it's important to the players." What's the mood like around the the club? The impact? Do, do they see the championship the same way? Yes, very much so. I think for the impact, uh, obviously, it's the first time they'll be playing Toronto since that uh, amazing conference final uh, matchup that they had. And and they do want to get back to the Champions League. I think that's really uh, a crucial thing for them. Obviously, uh, beating Toronto in the in the Kane Championship final, you know, there'll still be some work left for the impact because they, they've added that uh, additional game now. Uh, in August, where the Impact would need to play, beat the Impact once more, uh, beat Toronto FC once more in a sort of one out, uh, one knockout game there. But uh, yeah, uh, very important for the Impact. I think also from a morale standpoint, it would be huge for them at this stage of the season. You know, to to have a uh, you know a trophy uh, that they can that they can win. So um, no, I think for the Impact, it's. Uh, it's very important, obviously, for Toronto FC. It's important for them as well to kind of maintain this sort of winning mentality that they've sort of uh, been able to create now. So I think it's going to be a really uh, fantastic matchup between the two and uh, expect a lot of goals too as well, like we saw at that last uh, playoff encounter. If you go back over the last 12 calendar months, only a handful of teams have defeated Toronto FC in regulation time. One of those is the Montreal Impact 
who last year in the first leg of, of the playoffs in the conference finals really had their way with Toronto FC with the exception of just a few minutes where TFC was able to score a couple what ended up being very crucial away goals as we saw in the playoffs. What is it about the impact that, um, you know, they say Styles makes fights and there's something about the way the impact play Toronto that always gives them trouble. What is it about the impact? What do they do specifically that allows them to be successful against Toronto FC? Well, I think the, uh, the, the, the players they have up front, obviously, uh, their counterattacking ability, uh, specifically with Piatti, but now also Zemaili, I think that they're, they're great. They're really, I think, one of the better teams in MLS on the road. And, and the thing of Toronto C, obviously, they play a back three system. And if you can transition quickly against them, you will be able to find space. But I think it's also, uh, you know, for, for the impact, Toronto is a very difficult matchup for them because of, I think, that their, their just overall quality and uh, physicality that they have in central midfield. So I think it's a game where Toronto will probably, depending on who they play, obviously, but, uh, but from, the, from the sounds of it, it seems like they're going to play a strong side. I think the impact will probably play a strong lineup, at least in the home game. So, you know, it'll probably be a case of Toronto keeping more of the ball and the impact, trying to play a little bit more on the counter as they usually do. So, But I think that, that uh, their ability to transition quickly is, is one area where, where you know, Toronto FC could, could, could have some issues. But, uh, but yeah, Toronto have looked very good this year, look a lot stronger than last year, and I think it's probably not the best of matchups uh, for the impact. I think Toronto are, are favorites going into this one. Amazing. Folks, he's Nick Sabetti. You can follow him on Twitter, at Nick Sabetti. Of course, check out his work uh, with, with TSN Radio out in Montreal as well, covering the impact. Thanks, Nick. I really appreciate it. Before we go, one last question for you. There's been some ch chatter around the internet about the, the crowd that, uh, in Montreal that came to, to follow the Canadian men's national team. Any news uh, or, or fallout from that, or is it just sort of, you think, like a one-off thing and th something people shouldn't be worried about? Yeah, well, I think it's... Uh getting fans to sporting events in Montreal is, uh, is not an easy thing. It's always a challenge. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of, I think a lot of people are disappointed over here, especially with the fact that, you know, the world cup's going to be coming to Canada, most likely at least a small a part of it in 2026. Uh, and, you know, what cities in Canada will get, will get a game. Um, I said, I think there's going to be about four cities that will get a game. Uh, if the World Cup comes and does Montreal get is Montreal one of those cities? I don't know. That game against uh, Curacao, the, the attendance there certainly doesn't uh, help uh, build a case for them. So yeah, I think a lot of people are obviously very disappointed um, with the attendance in that game, and uh, especially because it's not very often that the Canadian national team comes to play in Montreal. The last time was in 2010. So a lot of disappointed people, uh, I think, in the soccer community here. Thanks, Nick. Really appreciate your time, and uh, you know, uh, good luck to the impact. And let's talk again later this season. Hey, anytime. It was a pleasure. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. TFC Talk with MLS and TFC journalist Steve Gennaro. TFC Talk is what you've been waiting for. More Toronto FC every single week. Practice reports, one-on-one -on -one interviews with players, coaches, executives, club alumni and insiders, and match day coverage of Toronto FC. TFC Talk can be heard on all-in sports talks, free app or tune-in station, and is simulcast on Waking the Red. 
You can also listen to past episodes of TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk's iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud channels. Be sure to follow Steve on Twitter at underscore S Gennaro and listen to TFC Talk every week. Up the Reds! Up the Reds! Up the Reds!